Hey, welcome to the Learning and Community Podcast, where every week we explore resources and ideas to maximize the impact of youth workers across our community. What's up? We're your hosts. I'm Josh. Got your girl, Rachel. Hey, hey. And we got a special guest this week, our boy, Dougie Fresh. Or, Dougie Fresh. Or Doug Johnson. He is the YFC Development Officer. Welcome, Doug. Hey, good to be here. This is my first podcast ever. So Dougie is the development officer, but I would say I got to give credit to Doug because without Doug, I wouldn't be at YFC. Neither would I. So Doug is like the OG, you know. It's true. Yeah. Do you want to describe your job right now? Yeah. Yeah. So so I worked pretty in the trenches with youth for about 12 years. Um, I started out with kids in the hilltop. Um, started out as a volunteer, like most of our staff. And yep, yep. in the last year or two, I moved into a role of uh, focusing more on development, which means just engaging. Kind of, it's really not that different. It's just another form of ministry, but it's just there's people that feel called to um, enhance the mission by giving financially. They either are not able to volunteer or they don't feel called to it, but they can help fund it. And so it's just engaging them in relationship. Yeah, it's actually really enjoyable. So a question that um, I made Josh answer on our first podcast was, what brought you into the ministry and why have you stayed in the ministry? Yeah, that's funny. I was one of many people who always felt called to go do missions in another country. Okay, okay. While at the same time ignoring my own community. Hmm. <laughs> okay, slow down now, Doug. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't break off more than you can you chew, go, okay? You're start something. <laughs> don't stay ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I was actually living in the hilltop at the time. Didn't really know my neighbors very well. Wasn't engaged in my community at all. But I had this vision to go move to South Africa, and I really wanted to do missions there, my wife and I both. And uh, we'd been saving saving money and investments and things to kind of help fund that, and that was what I wanted to do, but uh, didn't really have any vision for my own community at all. And uh, one day, I was working in sales, and I felt like God said to quit my job and kind of start moving in that direction of, of going to South Africa, preparing for that. And, um, but I, so I did, I quit that day and, um, and I was just trying to figure out what God wanted me to do kind of to, in the meantime. And, and there was a, a local uh, homeless shelter that I, I had hoped to kind of work out just in the meantime, just temporarily. And, uh, there, the, the pastor was so funny. I called him and I was like crying. I said, you know, I quit my job, ready to sell out for God. And he's like, well, brother Doug, I don't have a job for you. <laughs> so then I was like, oh shoot, what do I do? And so Darren Miller was the uh, chaplain at Raymond Hall with Youth for Christ. And they were having almost like a revival was happening. So, so at that time, 150 kids were in Raymond Hall at a time. Wow. Uh, they didn't have diversion programs then. So kids were in there for anything from stealing a candy bar at a gr- grocery store to, you know, murder. And it was just, it was all one lump. Someone got caught with the bag of weed, whatever. They were all thrown in together. Um, But so many kids were coming to know Christ, but then they were coming out and they were just kind of tanking. And so they, Darren said, hey, we're going to start like a youth church called Sozo for these kids in Raymond Hall. And you want to help us? And I, the, the true answer was no, I don't. But I said, well, I don't really 
have a reason to say no. So I'm going to say yes until I figure out what God really wants me to do. But it's mm. probably only going to be for like a month. <laughs> so 14 years later. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was, it was really that first month that God just opened my eyes. I saw a need in my own neighborhoods that I never saw before. And it's the same when you go to other countries too, is sometimes when you see a need up, when you see it for the first time, you either have two choices. You either tune it out and you become hard or you are changed and you you do something about it, become part of the solution. Mm-hmm. So God God completely changed me within a month of being there. What has like kept you in it? Oh man, that's a good question. Well, there have been several different things along the way. A lot of it is the relationships. Mm. Yeah. The relationship I just wrote a blog about this actually, finished it about ten minutes ago. <laughs> but um shameless plug yeah no well and, and just you know one thing that YC talks about is authentic Christ sharing relationships we say relationship 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 and relationships are always two-way and I didn't get that when I started when I started I thought it was like a one-way I thought I was coming to like help these poor kids and they were going to be my benefactors and pretty quickly I think I especially in the first couple of years I realized wow this is a two-way street and mm-hmm. I'm getting out of this as much or more than they are. Anyone who's done the Sozo ministry, like we would describe it not really as a ministry, but as a family. And there was something really special. And so, and it was like that with our volunteers. There was just just this camaraderie with the volunteers and with staff that I think that's what's kept me in it. So David, you talked about how you didn't really know your community, but you've been in YFC for 14 years, you're a development officer. And I would say you are one of the most connected people in our chapter. Can you talk about what it looks like to form bonds with community partners? Well, a couple of things. One, there's no shortcut to longevity. Hmm. And I would say it's the same with youth, working with youth. You know, um, the longer you do it, the more fruit you have. Hmm. And so the longer you're in a community, the more connected you become. So hmm. there's no there's no really shortcut to that. Yeah. I, I would say one of the things I learned early on is we had more needs than we could possibly meet hmm. Hmm. financially, you know, like we needed like a gym, you know, and we couldn't afford a gym. So we formed a partnership with Metro parks and because they had a need for volunteers. And so it was a lot of those things like that, that just kind of came out of you have a need and we have a need. Um, well, let's, let's work together. Um, so Doug, something that you mentioned was that, you, there's no shortcut to longevity. Mm-hmm. You just have to be in the space. But there are also churches and folks that are plugged into the community that have been here for a really long time. Like my alma mater, I love the school that I went to, but I know for a fact that it's a university that has been in a particular neighborhood for a really long time. And there are kids six blocks down the street who've never heard of it. And so uh, why do you think it is that some organizations or individuals will be in a space for with longevity and be able to build relationships and build connections and community and others don't like where's the challenge or the gap yeah to that? that's a really good question i mean there's there's a lot of different reasons i think one trap that i would say organizations especially churches fall into is they get so busy with their own programs mm. that they become like their own world and they, they just can't quite get out of their own world. Also, one of the mistakes I think that people make is they're so selective about who they can partner with. Mm-hmm. 
And, and to me, that's kind of a myopic view. And so what I mean by that is I think of like different levels of partnership and like a level one partnership would be that partnership where you're just completely like-minded and like-hearted in every single way. And I think a lot of churches and a lot of organizations only work with people that are like-minded and like-hearted in every single way. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you're limited to, you, you that pool is pretty dang small. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we talk a lot about relationship and it's a two-way street. Um, partnerships are another relationship that is a two-way street. And so we don't want to just be taking, but what's what's a way that you're winning and we're winning? Yeah. How can we create a win-win? All right, everybody, you know what's up next. This week's take three. So to get us started, Dougie, do you have... A takeaway? Yeah. You know, I think one of the basic things you can do is I call it asset mapping. And what that is, is take inventory of your community, walk around, get to know your community, find out who's already there. What are they doing? A lot of times the things that we want to replicate ourselves are already taking place one block away. I think along those same lines, Josh and I have talked about how powerful it is to do like prayer walks. So as you like are surveying your community for resources or like places to get plugged in, you're also pouring out spiritually. Mm -hmm. Prayer walks are so important for three reasons. One, you're interceding, you're praying, you're you're moving things in the spiritual realm. Yeah. And that's really where the battles you know, won and lost. But two, God changes your hearts. You know, like as, as I pray for a kid or a school, God starts to develop my heart for that school or for mm-hmm. that kid. Right. And then the third thing what happens is when you're prayer walking, you're actually getting to know your community and you're seeing things that you've never seen before when you just drive around. And everybody needs to pray more. And people, <laughs> and the other, the fourth thing is the people in your community are also seeing you. Mm. So, you know, that is so good. Yeah. Our third takeaway this week, Josh, do you have an idea of what that could be? Yeah, I would say you need to know your needs. You can't really feel something that you don't know is there. So as you're doing community asset mapping, you need to assess your own ministry and see what you need and what your kids that you are serving actually need. Right. Yeah. And if you don't know your needs then you can't possibly know who to connect with and where to start. And so I think for the person out there that is maybe just starting their ministry or just realizes they are tapped out in their ministry, it's probably because you don't know what your needs are and the things that you're stretching yourself thin to do in that you don't know what needs need to be filled. And so you don't have a a place to start. You're kind of just kind of floundering and trying to figure it out. So that's a really good place to start, I think, is knowing your needs. Yeah. A lot of times people are trying to to fill needs that they don't have capacity for. And there's somebody in their community that totally has the capacity to fill those needs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're trying to fill a need that your kids don't want. Like, Oh, let's do tutoring, but your kids don't want tutoring. It's going to be difficult Mm -hmm. and draining. So (laughs) know your needs and know what your kids actually want. Let that be a springboard. Well, and how much more fun ministry is when you're partnering with other people. Like Josh and I were talking about to women that we're partnering with at um, the high school where we serve and ministry has been so much more fun when we partner with them totally because they are doing their events and they're reaching kids in ways that we aren't or don't have capacity to but they invite us in yes and not only do we get a new relationship and a new friend but we get access to all of their resources yeah. in addition to that totally. so now stuff that we didn't even think we needed we have capacity to give kids and it wasn't even on our radar to begin with so it almost does this weird thing of reducing our blind spots yeah by exactly. Building up a relationship. Yes. Thank you, Dad, for joining 
having us. Yeah, yes. thanks for having me. This is my first podcast. Thank you, Dougie Fresh. We got you. Pretty exciting. It be your last. <laughs> it definitely will not be your last. Yeah, invite me back. <laughs> we'll, we'll think about it. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to the Learning Community Podcast from Tacoma Area Youth for Christ. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and of course on TacomaYFC.org. Thanks, y'all. Have a good week.